Let us all together pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Do not bring us to the test, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Tonight, Lord, as we look into your word, we ask that you allow your Holy Spirit, Lord, to lead us into all the truth. We submit to you our minds, our hearts, our whole being, and we put our trust in you, O Lord God, that everything that you have said in your word, in the scripture, Lord, is true, living, it is life, it will never come back to you void. I pray, Father, that you would change us, that you honor and glorify your name in and through our lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Last night, we talked about the, the basis and the goal. We were reminded about the father-child relationship. Now, reminded last night about intimacy, the intimacy that we must have with the Lord as our father. Intimacy comes first before ministry. There was a time in my life where I used to think na I'll put someone like a young person, a young people, butang na ko siya sa ministry, and then I would expect that he would come to really grow in intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ. But when Jesus Christ was, when he was asked what the greatest commandment was, Jesus Christ said, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then you love others. You can never love others. You can never do the ministry to others without first having intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ or with God. So it is very important for us to be reminded about that reality, that truth. Intimacy comes first before ministry. Let your intimacy with God, your Father who is in heaven, propel you towards ministry. And that kind of ministry would really be different. A kind of ministry that is motivated by our love for God. Dili lang success, dili lang numbers, or whatever that is, it's all about the glory of God. As, we've, as we were also reminded last night, the goal in everything that we do, whether we eat or drink, ingon si Apostle Paul, kana na mga gagmay nga mga butang, eating and drinking should be done for the glory of God. How much more ang mga dagko na mga butang? So as we go to God as our Father, we are also reminded that we are to focus, to aim for the goal, which is His glory. For tonight, we will be uh, looking at three important reminders, the agenda, the plan, and the provider. So the title of our study, again, is The Role of Prayer in Leadership. And we'll be talking about first about the agenda in verse 10a. Your kingdom come. Okay? Your kingdom come. We are reminded of God's plan. And the plan is His rule and our loyalty to Him. That's the agenda. That's the mission. That's the, that's the main thing. No, muna ang katuyuan sa ginoo. Ang iyahang rule. O ang iyahang. O ang ato ang loyalty towards Him. The Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy, if you'd like to go with me in... in Second Timothy chapter three. I just would like to establish ang ato ang foundation. So 
we would better understand why we need to focus on the agenda, which is the kingdom of God. The Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy, who, was supposed, who is to be the pastor in the church of Ephesus. He said, Timothy, realize this. This is a command. I want you to realize this, Timothy, that in the last days, difficult times will come. And what's the root? The root cause is in verse 2, Paul said, For men will be lovers of self. That's the main root. And then he proceeds by writing down the different manifestations of this problem where men will become lovers of the self. Timothy, uh, Paul said they will become lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of God, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Verse 5 is very dangerous. Paul said, they will hold to a form of godliness, a form of religion, but they will deny its power. In our time today, it is related to what they call the practical atheism, where people would say that they believe that there is a God, but they live their lives as if there's none. Those are practical atheists today. What Paul is telling Timothy a thousand years back is still the same today. The world is not getting any better, mga exon. Our problem today, I mean, the United States, makabasa siguro tayo sa news, na grabe ilang mga problema dito. BLM, CRT, this is my body, it's my choice, so on and so forth. If it feels good, it must be good. It feels right, it feels right, then it is right. Relativism, pluralism, everything. And our people in the church are being discipled by the world. Through the movies that we watch, music that we listen to, everything we are, whenever we open our computer, everything that is being fed to our minds, most of them are the opposite of what scriptures is saying. My son. Another thing that we are facing in our generation, Karun, is what they call the situational morality or situational ethics where si Joseph Fletcher nag-iingon siya nga ang basihanan aron ma-identify nato whether what we're doing is moral or not, good or bad, is the context of our situation. It is no longer the Word of God. It's no longer law-based. It depends on the situation na. It will dictate whether what you're doing is good or bad. Say for example, na lima ka mga anak, gutom na kayo, ugma di mga kaon, mamatay na sila, I'll go and steal food. Ang circumstance or ang context nako sa akong pamilya will dictate whether my action is good or bad. And therefore, I am loving my family who is hungry. Therefore, what I'm doing, which is stealing, is not bad. Kaya nag-dictate is ang situation na. You see, why am I saying this? Because we need to focus on the agenda. The author of this material that we're writing argues na yes, it is noble for us to really aim for the improvement of the morality of our community. But he wants us to understand that it is never the main thing. Never the main thing. There was a time when Jesus Christ, if you, again, if you would like to go there with me, in Matthew chapter uh, 21, the triumphal entry, <clears throat> when Jesus Christ entered Jerusalem, there were people who were 
thinking that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, but He's a different Messiah. He is going to be the Messiah who would literally give them back the, the, the authority or the government to Israel. And that is why as Jesus Christ was entering Jerusalem, they were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. But if you go and read further, when Jesus Christ entered Jerusalem, asa siya ni Adto? Ni Adto ba siya sa city hall nila? Ni Adto ba siya sa ilpang gobyerno? And then he started to, to create a, a, a gang and shouted na ibagsak si Nero. No. Where did Jesus go? He went to the temple. That's the main thing. And he cleansed the temple. Another instance in Acts chapter 1, if you it's a common passage in Acts chapter 1, when the disciples asked Jesus Christ, is this now the time that you are giving us back the authority to Israel? What did Jesus Christ respond? He told the disciples, I mean, that's not our concern yet now. There will be a time for that. There will be a season for that. But understand this, disciples, Jesus told them, for now, your concern is that you will be my disciples, you will be my witnesses. That's the focus. That's the agenda. As I've said again earlier, it is a noble cause. I'm not saying a dilit nato dapat improve ang morality sa ato ang school, sa atong community, or wherever God has placed us. We must, because we are the light, we are the salt. But the agenda, brothers and sisters, is that the church has but one agenda, one mission in this world, and that is to lead people who are destined to spend eternity in hell to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and an eternity in heaven. That's the agenda. Let your kingdom come. Now, we may be frustrated by our nation's immoral agenda and its animosity toward God, but you can be confident that even now, even now, despite all the immorality and all the, I mean, all the evil and the wickedness in the world, God is still actively working in building His church. And that is you. And that is us. Jesus, a God in scriptures, we will find that He promised that He will establish His kingdom no matter what. Later we will understand more about what kingdom is. You see, in Psalm 2, verses 6 to 8, I have installed my king upon Zion, my holy mountain. I will surely tell of the decree of the Lord. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will surely give the nations as your inheritance and the very ends of the earth as your possession. Not only that, you can also read that in Isaiah 9.6, referring to Jesus Christ. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Daniel 2, 34-35. Again, we can see in that prophecy ni Daniel nga ang katong mga different kingdoms represented sa iron, clay, and so on, and, and so on and so forth. It will be destroyed by the stone that will struck the statue and it will become a great mountain and it will fill the whole earth, referring to the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God basically means, in Greek, no, in English it is translated as kingdom, 
But it does not mean primarily to a geographical territory. Just like Misamis Oriental, then Misamis Occidental, or whatever. Kanang geographic nga territory. There was a time in my Christian life where I've heard many pastors teaching na we are to usher in the kingdom of God na kitagyod mismo ang magtake og literal na mga territories for Jesus Christ. If you go to scriptures, that is not what the scripture is pointing. It is the sovereignty and the dominion, the rule, ang pagdumala sa ginoo. When Jesus Christ was here during His earthly ministry, He told the people in the Gospels that the kingdom of God is here, is among you. And that is why we understand that the kingdom of God is here, but it is not yet altogether. The kingdom of God, when we pray the kingdom of God to come, it points us to the millennium. It points us to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ when He will literally establish His kingdom and He would literally rule with the iron scepter and us, His people, will rule together with Him. Now, if you go to the uh, uh, prophets in the Old Testament, there you will read na, that the lion and the lamb will lie down together. Ang bata, dili na kiiton sa mga halas. It is like heaven, pero short pagidya sa heaven, kinapa may mga evil present during that time. That points to the millennium, the thousand years of Jesus Christ with the saints in the presence, with the presence of all the unbelievers and the believers, the evil people and those who are following the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, let me emphasize when the Lord Jesus Christ said, you pray in this way, your kingdom come, he is praying that his rule will come in the lives of individuals. I know we know that already, but we need to be reminded of this agenda. You see, when Jesus Christ, as I've said earlier, when, when he entered Jerusalem, wala siya ni adto sa ilahang city hall. Ni adto siya sa templo. That's the main thing. You see, we can never, never exchange our call to preach the gospel so that people will come to have a, a saving relationship with Lord through Jesus Christ. And through their belief, their trust, their faith in Jesus Christ, they would enter into the rule, into the kingdom of God. At this point, I'd like to ask us all, what is our agenda in life? If we are a parent, if you are a parent, if you are a student, a worker, wherever God has placed you, what's the agenda? Is the agenda the kingdom of God or somebody else's kingdom? Therefore, when we pray your kingdom come, we are praying for God's rule on earth to begin as Christ assumes his rightful place as ruler of the earth. That is the essence when we pray, Lord, let your kingdom come. I usually pray for my relatives who are not yet in Christ. This is one of the things that I would say. Lord, let your kingdom to come to my uncle. Meaning to say, nga makasulud siya, Lord. Ikaw, Lord, mahimong hari. Lord, king, ruler, dina sa kinabuhi sa akong uncle. That should be our prayer. That should be our agenda. The priority, therefore, is 
our, our greatest desire as believers should be to see the Lord reigning as king in his kingdom, having the honor and authority that have always been his, but he has not yet come to claim, especially in a certain person's life. Specifically, my exon, makita nato later, mas study nato more. For the kingdom of God to come, we must obey the Great Commission. Preach the gospel. Evangelize. Together with Paul say, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation to those who believe. Where are you now in this season? Say mong kinabuhi. Are you a student? A parent, senior citizen, an employee, a businessman. What's the agenda? What is the agenda? When you sincerely believe and genuinely confess Christ as Lord, you are confirming that the direction of your life is aimed at His exaltation. This is very important. Your own causes are valid only in so far as they agree with the eternal causes of God revealed in Christ. In other words, ang ato ang causes, ang ato ang mga agenda sa kinabuhi, mahimo na siyang valid only when it is aligned in accordance with the eternal agenda of God, the redemptive purpose of God. There is a kalibutan pa isa Doing anything outside aning agenda, agenda sa ginoo, we are all missing the point. I told the church where I am serving, the light of the world. Now, if we, light of the world, if 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 we are, if we would just gather together every Sunday and sing songs to our God and eat together, have fellowship, and that's it, we go home and then meet again next Sunday without praying and applying and living out what Jesus Christ said, let your kingdom come, we will all be missing the whole point why we're doing church. Let your kingdom come. When I pray your kingdom come, I am, I am saying to God's Holy Spirit, Spirit of Christ within me, take control and do what you will for your glory. A true child of God won't be preoccupied with his own plans and desires, but with the determinate program of God revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. And what is that? The kingdom of God. If you go to Matthew chapter 6, again, sa unahan dito, mga disciples, talking about their anxiety. Gakabalaka ang mga disciples, of course, when Jesus Christ told them, He told them, I want your 100%. I cannot accept 99% lang. And that is why earlier, chapter 5, giusab yun di Jesus Christ, radical change yun sa ilang identity. They are, they are now fishers of men, salt of the earth, light of the world, so on and so forth. And now in this chapter in verse 6, to cure their anxiety, Jesus Christ told them to the effect, ayaw na magkabalaka sa inyong kinabuhi as to what you will eat or drink. Ako na magpasalig, ana. Yun si Jesus Christ. I mean, do not become like the pagans. They do not have a heavenly father. And that is why they are pursuing all these things. They must pursue those things. But for you disciples, I will provide for you. God will provide for you. 
And in, in this very common verse that we all know, Jesus Christ gave a contrast. Instead of focusing on your little agenda, which is pursuing your own food and drink and whatever that is, Jesus Christ said, seek first the kingdom of God. Let that be your agenda and His righteousness. And all these things, what you need in life, additive na lang na sila sa inyong kinabuhi. Why did Jesus Christ say that? Because that is the agenda. His rule, His kingship, His lordship in every heart. In the Old Testament, he quote Jesus Christ, Now you are worshiping me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. Many Christians today, which is true, they are in the church, but they have a different agenda in life. Sad to say, they fulfill and pursue their personal agenda sometimes and most of the time in the name of Jesus. Tonight, we are reminded by the main thing, the agenda. Unsamana, the kingdom of God. How is the lordship of Christ in your life right now? Is He still the Lord of all? Or just part of it? Si Hudson Taylor nagingon siya, if Christ is not Lord of all, then He is not Lord at all. He demands every area sa atong kinabuhi na makuha niya na siya mahimong Lord or King. There are two ways for God's kingdom to come. First, conversion of unbelievers. Basic. We preach the gospel. No? That is our call. That if there is a great commandment, nasay great commission. Moni ang tawag nato. Moni commission. Moni nag-exista as church. Okay? We are to go and make disciples evangelize, preach the word of God so that people will come to have a saving relationship with the Lord. In a present and limited but real and miraculous way, God's kingdom is coming to earth each time a new soul is brought into the kingdom. Thus, your kingdom come is an evangelistic prayer. I have many friends who said, and they would even boast every day by Lord's Prayer. And not even understanding that when they reach the point and when they will say, let your kingdom come, it is an evangelistic prayer. It is intended, it is a command, it is a reminder for those who are in Christ. Those whom God has called to make disciples wherever they are. When was the last time you brought one soul as God's instrument into the kingdom of God? When was the last time you preached the gospel to a friend? Ang imubang best friend na share na ni mo sa gospel? If you're like me, once upon a time, I have a best friend. Of all the people nga wala na masheran sa gospel, siya. Close na unta kayo me. When was the last time we, as a family maybe, went out one uh, weekend maybe, and said, let's go and let's evangelize. Friends, fellow Christians, that is the agenda. That is one of the ways for God's kingdom to come when unbelievers are converted. Masinati, ma-experience nila ang regeneration. 
that they will become a new creation, that they will receive this new nature that is created in the likeness of God. What is that nature? In righteousness and holiness. Presently, Christ's kingdom exists on earth internally, in the hearts and in the minds of believers. Many, uh, even though sa Pilipinas we claim to be, before when I was younger, we claim to be the only Christian daw, din sa Asia. We claim to be Christian, but kung tanawin yun nimo in detail, no, ang, ang nasod sa Pilipinas, we can say, generally speaking, that we are not. Many people do not really believe in God in the same way that we, Christians, believe in Him. Praying for the kingdom to come in this sense is praying for the salvation of souls. Kinsa mga tao, maybe later when we, after ta, sa atong study, let's pray for people. Nga ginabutang sa gino, si mong kasing-kasing, nga wala pa diya sa gino. Who are those people nga God is calling you to pray for and calling you to share the gospel to them? It is praying for their salvation. It is, it is, in this sense, it's praying for the salvation of souls. The kingdom is the sphere because we want them to enter into the sphere of salvation through repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. A very important reminder indeed. Second way for the kingdom of God to come is not just for unbelievers to become believers. Not just for men, natural men, to become regenerated and have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But we need also believers who are committed. Mga egsoon. Committed to, to, to Christ. You see, these are the things that we can never, ever delegate to others. Especially the preaching of the gospel message. No matter how influential that person is, no matter how rich that person is, if that person is not a child of God, he does not have the power. He does not have the, the Holy Spirit who would enable him as he go and preach the Word of God. The Holy Spirit would enable him to preach it with power. In the book of Acts, that when we go to, and preach the gospel, we must maintain the purity of the gospel and maintain the purity of the gospel messenger. How can an unregenerate man, tao nga wala pa sa ginoo, how can he, how can we expect nga siya ang magsangyaw sa mayang balita? Diligid na pwede, mga egsoon. This is a very important reminder for us. Our call, we, the very people of God, our call is to go and preach the gospel. Walay option nga ma-delegate na to na. Walay option. There was this friend nga nag-ingon siya nga, I'm sorry, good kay kay dili ko gifted an ng evangelism. Gibadlong siya sa ingson, excuse me, dili na gift. It's a command. Pero dili mong kay ko may mustorya, sige lang. Si Moses galing. It is a command nga atong only choice is to obey. What's your agenda in life? What are we teaching our young people? What are we teaching our small groups? What, are, what am I teaching my family? What am I teaching my discipleship group? 
Am I just teaching them about how to be happy and how to be, and all those things, ng mga how-tos? Or are we teaching them the agenda of Christ? Believers, we need to be committed, devoted, loyal to the Lord. That is how the kingdom of God is manifested in our world today. That is how we shine our light. Through our good works. People will see our good works and say, possible na result. Glorify our Father who is in heaven. We have a problem though. The problem, our own little kingdom. The problem, ako ang aspiration in life. Ang problema, ako mga pangandoy, akong mga damgo sa kinabuhi. Akong damgo, akong pangandoy para sa akong mga anak. In spite of our desire to be preoccupied with God's, God's kingdom, our prayers are usually self-centered. We focus on our needs, our plans, and our aspirations. Our lives are an unending struggle against our old sinful habits with their constant and unrelenting focus on self. Unintentionally siguro sa ako ang mga ginikanan when I was still young, ilang natudlo sa ako ah, focus on yourself. Go to school, why? It all goes back to self. Apply for this kind of job, why? It all goes back to the self. Be a part of this community, why? It all goes back to self. Be a part of this group or whatever that is, it would always go back to our own little kingdom. Tonight, brothers and sisters, all of us, we are reminded by our agenda. The rule of Jesus Christ in the hearts of men, in every life, in every friends that you have, in our family, in our community, that He will become Lord of all. Our prayers should be for God to accomplish His will and through, will in and through those people that they would think, that they would speak and act in accordance with His will. The more nga gakadaghan tao nga makasulod din ha sa personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the more ang influence usab nato sa kalibutan. That there's no need for us to go to the streets and shout ibagsak si whoever that is. Uh, there's no need for us to really rely sa other organizations or other atong government about the task na specifically assigned sa Ginoo sa church. Okay? That is our role to let his kingdom come never sa uban ng mga tao uban ng mga organization, and even sa atong panggobyerno, mga egsoon. We must affirm our yearning that He be glorified in His purposes in and through our life. If our problem is the self, madugangan pagid na siya sa atong kontra who is Satan. We need to be reminded as well tonight, mga egsoon, Na yes, na ang gingharian sa gino, na ang rule, na ang Holy Spirit dwelling in every one of us. But we need to be reminded that Satan also is actively working to kill, to steal, and destroy, to hinder or to stop anyone 
who is not in his or her guard. The greatest opposition to Christ's kingdom and the greatest opposition to Christian living is the kingdom of this present world which Satan rules. That is a fact. And that is why we are in a spiritual battle because we are fighting spiritual foes. The essence of Satan's kingdom has always been opposition to God's kingdom and God's people. Satan will challenge every believer's effort to live a holy and God-honoring life. We always hear this sa ako nga context. I always hear that sa mga young people. They would tell me, Abini mo kuya Jojo, atong una hino on nga naapako into vices. Ang akong mga amigo, di ko nila ubanon. Kaya wala man daw siya ma-chip in sa ilang session. But now that I am already a Christian, the more nga kapangitaon ko nila. Muingon pa sila nga, ayaw nag-chip in, librihon pa ka. I usually hear that from young, from young people, whether whatever vices ang ilang na-involve sila before. Because it is a reality that yes, the people of God, the Holy Spirit is actively working in our community. But at the same time, Satan also and his minions are also doing their part. Be reminded about that. Be reminded about that. There was a sad experience of mine when I was assigned to a different church. Pa. There was a mother who came to me and told me, Pastor Jojo, I was the youth pastor pa at that time. He said, Pastor Jojo, ako na siyang i, ako nang i-intrigar akong anak sa imo ha? Ikaw na bahala sa iyang spiritual life. At back of my mind, I was saying how I wish bana ko ni mo. <laughs> but I'm not. That is your responsibility, Nay. And I will compliment you. What are we doing as parents? Nga ma-inculcate sa unahuna sa atong mga kabatanunan the agenda of God. Yes, we leaders of the church, we need to preach the word of God. That is our role, to equip also for the work of ministry, to protect the church. But always remember, each and every one of us, wherever you are right now, whether you're a parent or not yet, we have a personal duty also to lead people into the right path, right goal, right aim, right agenda. That is very important. Ang ginabuhat sa yawa is to lead us astray. Focus in your own little kingdom. I also experienced a person coming to me and said, Pastor Jojo, if you're, if you're, if you're telling me that God is calling my, my full commitment, meaning to say, wala na ako, I said, yes. It is going to be 100% Christ. Do we still have that thinking? Let me remind us all what Jesus Christ said. If you wish to follow me, carry your cross. It's a picture of dying. TTH lang? MWF lang? No. Daily. So you can follow me 100% without even thinking about your food, your water, because I will provide it for you. I want you to focus 100% on the agenda. There are some application questions in this part. How are we in sharing the gospel so that people will be saved? Very common. We, maybe every day we ask ourselves, 
I know you are doing it. Keep on doing it. There are many, many people in the school or in the office Continue doing it, fellow brothers. Second part is the plan. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If nagampota sa agenda sa ginoo, which is his rule, meaning to say that he will be the Lord of all in every single person, sa atong community, sa atong family, the plan is his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. It reminds us of God's plan, which is his will and our submission to him. Ang kabubuton sa ginoo, not just his agenda, but his specific will sa atong kinabuhi. My son, when we pray, we are to pray in accord with God's will. Remember, I think that was yesterday, when Jesus Christ said in the book of John, you ask anything in my name, remember? Just a reminder, the name there means an attribute, ang character, ang purpose, ang will ni God. If you ask anything that is in accordance, naka-align sa iyang character, sa iyang attributes, sa iyang will, sa iyang purpose, then Jesus Christ said, be assured, I'm going to answer it for you. When we pray in accordance to His will, in accordance to His name, His will is also to become our will. We are also praying for His will to prevail all over the earth just as it does in heaven. If we are praying, Lord, let Your will be done, first and foremost, kanang will ni God should be done first in your life. Lisod kaayo mag-delegate kung trabaho nga mangutana sila kabalo ba ko di ko kabalo, right? I must know the work first. Para na ako nawong moingon nga i-delegate ko ni sa imuha. Mangutan ka kabalo ka ana? Yes, kabalo ko. Every detail of it. Is the will of God being done in your life? Are you after God's will? After God's heart? David, it must be done first and foremost in us. In our family. Psalm 40, verse 8, I delight to do your will, the psalmist said, Oh my God, your law is within my heart. But the problem is that many Christians do not have this attitude towards God's will. We know what the will of God is. But sometimes, ang atong is, uh, okay, Sovereign bitaw si God. In control bitaw si God. Matuman na siya. When it comes to sharing the gospel, isa sa mga, mga objection about the doctrine of election is that, ah, okay, elected naman naman. Nagpili ang ginoo din ha. Di na lang kung mag-share. Sooner or later, somebody else will or we just don't know how. Kaning attitude na to nga sayop towards the will of God. First is, there are some or group of maybe I would say Christians, no, I would say, nga ang ilahang attitude is bitter resentment towards God's will. I don't know if you can relate with this, but let me explain. Some professed believers resent what they see as the imposition of God's will. A divine dictator working out his sovereign selfish will on his people. Ingon si William Barclay, a man may say they will be done in a tone of defeated resignation. Okay? He may say it not because he wishes to say it, but because he has accepted the fact 
that he cannot possibly say anything else. He may say it because he has accepted the fact that God is too strong for him and that it is useless to batter his head against the walls of the universe. Well, nagingon man ang giginoo ka na, niya, kung di na mo buhaton, brad, sige, di kayo papasar sa mga exam. Kung di na mo buhaton, sige, di li kayo pa lambuon sa mga trabaho. Well, who am I to, to, to fight against God, right? Bitter resentment instead of responding in love. Obedience that is out of love. We have men, people, who has this attitude, bitter resentment. Not only that, some, they have this passive resignation attitude towards the will of God. These are the people who think that their prayers will not make a difference. Niabot na si Muna Hona, my son, na maka-difference mabuhat akong pag-ampo. Or ang Muna Hona is katong kanta bitaw nga whatever will be, will be. Muna na. Always remember that as believers, when Jesus Christ told His disciples and us today, when you pray, you pray in this way. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When we pray the will of God, our prayer can change things, can change situations, can change a life. That is how powerful this, this gift of prayer that God has given us Believers who have this understanding accept God's will with a defeatist attitude. Kanang mo storya bitaw makadungog ta og tao maingon nga well mo na maning gihatag sa Ginoo sa kuha karon so driver lang kog sikad. No. Defeatist attitude. Mo mani then mo na ni. Kalahi manamo mo na ni sad ako. Ang ako kalahi is puro lang ing ani ing ani pugko. No, that is not what Jesus Christ is teaching us. When we pray, let your will be done, we must have an expectant attitude. When I pray, Lord, I pray for my uncle's salvation, do I have that expectant attitude that God will work out in him that same salvation that he has given me? Or muingon ko nga, dobidi no. Pray with an expectant attitude. There are times that we are praying for what we really don't believe will happen. It's funny, pero tinood, no? When uh, sometimes, uh, in my personal experience, the church na mo, Lord, I pray that you would just do this in the church, but back of my mind, kaya ka, ne? Mahitabo ka, ne? Right now, let me just share what we are doing sa Simban. We're trying to mag-gari-roofing me. Kay nanay tulo. Nga kung mag-simba ka dito, niya mag-ulan, kulang na lang sabon. <laughs> Kusog-kusog ang tulo. So we prayed nga, Lord, we pray for your uh, pro- uh, financial provision, mag-gari-roofing me, and taku-taku ang kasto. Agipaadto na mo ang tao. Uh, may may coat kumpila. Pag-ahatag sa coat, Sir Money, we're makaingon in Jesus' name. Magaingon sa kanga, tinod ka tong giampo na ako. Mumutuob ako sa akong giampo. Na it's, it's funny sometimes, pero dagan mga butang nga maka-experience ta nga we are praying for those things that we really don't believe will happen. Maluwas ka na si uncle ka siya. Basta ding ani ni si uncle, ding ani ni si uncle, ding ani ni si uncle. Yes. With an expectant attitude. If it is 
in accordance with the will of God. I have an uncle. I'm not just making this up. I have an uncle, Gyud. Nga grabe ka persecutor sa ako ang ginikanan. Kay nagborn again lagi daw. When I was in the seminary 2006, I heard this report from my parents. Imong uncle. Nga grabe bugal-bugal sa ato anana sa ginoo. When we pray with an expectant attitude, let your will be done. That's the will of God, not ours. All we need to do is ask Him and say, Lord, implement it. Implement, Lord. Imo maning kabubuton, then so be it, Lord, so be it. So the solution is that we must persevere in praying for God's will to be done on earth. Don't give up. Are you praying for someone? Na the more ka magpray, the more hinong kadaotan. <laughs> Ayo give up. Ayo give up. Persevere. Paglahutay. Examon, huh? Kita ka experience ana. Whatever, whether in the church, whether in your family, whether it's a community nato. Lord, the more unta nganay ng ani sa among community, there's going to be uh, fear of the Lord. Open doors for us to be able to share the gospel. We must persevere. If you remember the parable of Jesus Christ, Luke 11:5 to 10, if the unjust judge did to, okay, will honor the persistence of that uh, widow, how much more will our holy, loving, heavenly Father? We'll respond in the same way. Say, mga anak, don't lose heart. Just keep praying without ceasing and don't give up and keep knocking, keep asking, and keep seeking. Remember this. It is the agenda. It is the will of God. It is His. He will implement it. He will implement it. Theologian David Wells said, to come to an acceptance of life as it is, to accept it on its own terms, which means acknowledging the inevitability of the way it works, is to surrender a Christian view of God. Yes, mga Egson, our God is sovereign. Kabalo na siya sa sinugdanan, sa middle, o sa ending sa imong kinabuhi. Pero wala tanya gibuhat nga nga robot giapon. We can make decisions in our life that can change the direction of our life, whether that is good or a bad decision. There are so many detours sa itong kinabuhi, mga Egson, nga ginaalaw sa ginoo. Well, of course, we just praise Him sa gingon pa in everything. It will work out for our good. Let us persevere in praying for God's will to be done. A reminder also, our own pride is the major obstacle we must overcome before we can pray for God's will to be done in our life. Why? Because when we pray, Lord, let your will be done, it is just like saying, Lord, ako na ipadaplin akong will. My mother used to tell me nga, Monigini ako ang pangandoy sa imong kinabuhi sa bata pa ka It's I remembered the time when I told my mom, Mommy, magpastor ko. <laughs> Nakita na ko yung naong nasadya. Because he wanted me to work somewhere else. At that time, he's helping me apply sa certain bank sa Cagayan de Oro City. And then I told her, Ma, magpastor ko. It was not also a, an ideal for me, personally. I have my own plans in life. I want to make a name in the business world because at that time, we are at the lowest among family. In some ways, I wanted to act like God. Save my family from poverty. Become rich and help them. 
but God has called me to serve Him as a pastor. Grabbing a struggle to, for eight years, I was running away sa anak nga call ni God. Until such time, because of God's grace and love and mercy, nadakpanagid ko niya. The, atong pride, my pride, that, that, that's the main culprit. Akong plano, akong ambition, ako ang direction, akong pangandoy. That's the agenda. In Jesus' name. Tonight, we are being reminded by the word, by the prayer of God. Whose agenda, whose will should be done? Christ and Christ alone. Romans 12, 1, 2, Therefore, I urge you, brothers, by the mercies of God. Can we read this all together? Namatay screen now. One, two, ready, read. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, by, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. One of the things that we need to do as a solution, my son, when we pray, let your will be done, is that we must be conformed to His will. We must be transformed. Negative ang isa ka command, positive ang isa ka command sa Romans 12. Do not be conformed. Ayaw pagka-molded. We all know this. Ayaw pagka-molded sa molda din sa kalibutan. But be transformed. Be changed in your nature, good. Ingon si Apostle Paul sa, sa mga Christians in Rome. Be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. How do we do that? By filling our mind with the Word of God. We would always go back to Scriptures. We would always go back to Scriptures. My son, we must be conformed to His will. The end of prayer, according to John Hanna, is not so much tangible answers as deepening life of dependency. Okay? The call to prayer is a call to call primarily to love, submit, and obey. The avenue of sweet, intimate, and intense fellowship of the soul with the infinite creator. Most of the time, ginatagaan ta sa ginoog need, kay naa siya mas real need gina surface sa atong kinabuhi. If you're just like me, once upon a time, I always pray that, Lord, make me rich. Lord, make me rich. Lord, make me rich. Honestly, I'm praying for that. But all the while, I realized now what God wants me to have is not riches, but faith. Kaingon si Jesus Christ, our God already knows what you're asking even before you pray for it. Then why pray? Gabinuangan mini mo, Lord. Mayon ingon ka ampo. Ingon din ka nga, wapaka ka ampo, kabaw na ko. Ampo ko, dili. So what's the point of praying? The point of praying is aligning ourselves. Dying to our own agendas and kingdom. That's the point of prayer. It's not about FYIing God. Nga Lord, FYI, wala na bugas. He knows it. He knows it. So why pray? Because according to this, it is primarily loving and submitting and obeying and aligning ourselves to His will, to His agenda, to the goal which is His glory. 
and to just go deeper in our relationship with Him as our Heavenly Father. When I was a child, maakong papa, he would spend time with me and my younger brother. He would tell us, mag-hide and seek ta. And then, palungo na mo, tanan ang sa balay. And then, kami abal sa kung manghod. And then, my father would just, example, motago siya sa isa ka corner. And then, iyag yun intentionally, pagawas iya ang likod. So, we will find him. Kami, siya nasad abal, then so on and so forth. When I grow up, gakainom duman ako na because it's a very uh, memorable case ako. Ah. When I grow up, I realized now, what my father was really doing was not about being kanang competent bito kaya nga ko ninyo makita like taman ugma. What he was really doing actually was spending this precious moment with his children. It's not about nga ko nila makita, makita ko. It's all about me and them playing. Most of the time, I believe that's what God is doing to us. Oh, si Jojo, issue karon problema. So you just come to me. And align yourself to me. A word of caution. It is not our responsibility, neither should it be our goal. The author argues to change the culture by trying to establish God's kingdom on earth. Neither are we to rid our culture of its evil practices by using civil disobedience and rebel against it. Such rebellion is disobedience to God and His word. We are to subject ourselves to every authority. Yes, we pray, let your kingdom come, but we don't go to the streets and say, Lord, kana amo ang leader, Lord, immoral na siya, whatever that is. No, we don't do that as a church, as a body of Christ. Another, instead, let your rebellion be manifested in your prayers and those activities that are righteous and allowable under the law of God. And one of those is prayer, prayer, prayer. Many stories, kabaloko. Because we have missionaries also. You have missionaries. Stories sa mga missionaries nga only prayer ang gibuhat sa ginoo nga mutubag sa ilang panginahanglanon in the field. Very encouraging na mga stories. Because they prayed, let your will be done, Lord. As it is being done in heaven. Is the will of God being done in your personal life? Sa imuhang studies, sa imuhang work? Is it being done in the family? Is it being done in our community? Is it being done in our local church? Pray then in this way. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Application question. We need to realize that the real benefit of prayer is not the changes God may make in your circumstances, but the changes He will make in you and in your perception of them. A different way of looking at our prayer time with the Lord. I've shared this before and I'd like to share it again to us all. Me and my wife, we are praying for the past 14 years already for a baby. Up until today, <laughs> I've shared this the time that I uh, walk through the, I mean, uh, world teach sa solod pa. But I'm not angry to God. My experience ako wife is that We've experienced that God is really making or molding us into the kind of person that He wants us to become. How? Through this situation that we are in. What situation are you in right now? Maybe the change that God may make in your circumstances, that's what He's doing. 
But the changes He will make in you, that's the main thing that ginabuhat sa imo hakaron. And your perception on them is what God wants you to understand right now. To pray for God's will to be done on earth, we must first make sure it is being done in us. What are some aspects of God's will that are going unheeded in your heart today? Kabalukang a will yun na siginoo, but you choose not to obey it. Kabalukang a will siginoo na siya, but you choose not to pray for it and say, let it be done, Lord God. What are those things? Remember, as leaders, wherever God has placed you, be a mother, be a parent, be a husband, a wife, a student, a worker. Our goal, the plan is that the will of God be done. But how can it be done in the office when it's not being done in my life? How can it be done in my local church in light of the world when it is not being done in me? Third, but last but not the least for tonight, the provider. Give us this day our daily bread. Sometimes I get excited when I pray this part. Lord, bread, pan. This <laughs> is just a symbolism of what we really need to continue to be alive sa kalibutan. There was a prayer in the Apostle Paul to the church in Thessalonica. He told the church, pray for us that we will be protected against the perverse and evil men. Okay? And then pray also that we will, in other words, he was asking the Thessalonian church that we will be still alive. Nga dili mi mapatay. Kay Paul, kay Silvanus, or kay Timothy, every day para sa ilaha could be the day nga mamatay sila. Okay? So they told the Thessalonian church, pray for us. Nabuhi pami karon. Okay, that's one way of saying, grant us this daily bread so that we will continue to be alive. But there is a reason why Paul prayed and asked the Thessalonian church to pray for that. And we will look at that in a while. Prayer reminds us of God as our provider and our dependence on Him. Give us our daily bread. Why should we pray for it? Ma-surprise ma- 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 tao sa hay nga appeal sa ni Jesus Christ nga magampo ko for my daily bread, yes. Because He know that it is necessary for life. We need bread to live. This thing kaon, ayaw kaon for one month. <laughs> or maybe one week. Luya, no? We need bread to live. Another, God is the source. When we say, Lord, give us, it's acknowledging that He is the source. The ultimate source. Give us. The word give reminds us of our dependence on the giver. The heart of this part of the prayer is expressed in the word give. Tagaiko. Tagaiko pa. Because it recognizes our need for a provider. It is our humble acknowledgement that apart from God, we can never provide for ourselves. In the Old Testament, isa sa giingon sa, sa mga Israelites sa Gino, it is God who enables you to produce wealth. No matter on sa paangat, however we, we, we try to do our best para naatay ang mga farmers na ani nga daghan, ang mga workers na dako nga, nga return sa ilahang trabaho. If God will not bless it, 
if God will not decree that you will succeed in your plantation, wala kay mabuhat. Remember Jesus Christ said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God, right? Yan ang gigamit, the word, scriptures, para iyang i-counter ang temptation ni Satan. When Jesus Christ said, man shall not live by bread alone, He, he was not saying, He knows that we need bread, food. But He's also telling us that it is not just bread. Ultimately, it is the decree, the word of God that makes us alive up until today. Okay? There was a parable na tao, farmer, may langigay siya nga mo, farmer, nagtanom siya, tanan ni iyang gitanom, nag-ani. He looked at his barn and said, gamay akong barn, I will destroy the, this barn and I will make it bigger so that ang akong crops nga akong maharvest, ibutang na ko sa akong dako kayo nga barn and then I will sit down and say, I will enjoy, I will eat for I have plenty for so many years. What did God said? You foolish man. You don't know that tonight God will require your life. We need bread, mga egsoon. But ultimately, our existence, our health today is because of the word, the decree of God. Even if healthy food ang akong ginakaon karon, even if wala koy sakit, even if ga exercise ko, if God decrees, nga kagahapon, homa na kinabuhi, I'll go home. We pray for bread because we need it, because we know that it is He who can provide it. And when we say give us, it is humbling ourselves to the provider. But as towards, as towards, mga son, we need to be excellent sa trabaho nga gibutang it is our way also of honoring Him. It is our way also of glorifying Him. Matthew 6, 25-33, come on, I've said this already. Ingon si Jesus Christ, do not be worried about your life. What you eat, what you drink, I'll take care of it. Focus on the main thing, the kingdom of God. This day, one day at a time. We are to rely on the Lord one day at a time, to accept the Lord's provision for the present day without concern for our need for welfare tomorrow is a testimony of our contentment in His goodness and faithfulness. A testimony of contentment of what God has given us for today. We all know in the Old Testament, in the wilderness, God sends His manna. Ang iyang command sa mga Israel, take only what is enough for the day. Ang nagkuha og daghan kaayo na dubok sa ilang tent. Ang nagkuha nga seemingly gamay lang, it was just enough for the day. Therefore, we are reminded that yes, even though God has entrusted us as stewards of whatever job God has given you, we are to totally rely on Him as our ultimate provider. Application question. If the supply we have today is not satisfying to us and does not seem like enough, is the problem with our supplier or with our own measure of demand? Are we willing to align ourselves to what Jesus Christ taught us? You, when you pray, you say, give us this day 
our daily bread? Are we willing to show our contentment of what God has provided for us today? Is it the supplier or the measure of our demand? Pray for a humble willingness to be thankful for every blessing without focusing on the ones that God seems to be withholding for now. Last, praying for our daily bread is not simply to stay alive, but to be able to live for God's glory, preach the gospel, and obey His will. I've said earlier that Paul solicited the prayer of the Thessalonian church, telling them, pray for us, pray for God's protection against the perverse and evil men, so that they cannot kill us, in other words. Aron nga buhi pa on say purpose ni Paul, nga nung nag-desire si Paul, si Silvanus, si Timothy, nga they would still continue to live. Was it mainly so that they will continue to enjoy life? No. When Paul prayed, pray for us that we'll be protected from perverse and evil men, ang first niyang prayer is ingon siya, pray that the word of God will be rapid, will rapid, will be spread Rapidly, masangyao namo sila in a rapid way. In other words, open doors will be will be given to us. Opportunities to share the gospel will be given to us, so that the word of God will continue to be preached by Paul, Silas, and Timothy. Ingon din siya sa mga Thessalonian church. If we will die to the effect, ingon siya. If we will die, kinsa may masangyao. Therefore. Paul's intention, Paul's desire to continue living is not simply to enjoy life. It's not simply to achieve his desires and dreams and aspirations in life. But mainly, the agenda, to fulfill the agenda so that the word of God will spread rapidly. Tonight, we are reminded of these things. The agenda, the plan, and the provider. Let His agenda be your agenda. Let His will be your will. And let your asking for bread so that we will continue to be healthy. Okay? Let, be, let the reason be so that, Lord, we will continue to do your will. So that I will be, I will be your representative in the school, in the office, in our community. All for your glory. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this reminder from the prayer that Jesus Christ taught us. It is a, a strong reminder, Lord, for all of us. But I know, Lord, we know that your intention is for our good. Thank you, Lord God, for Revealing your agenda, your, your will, your plan, and even the purpose and why we ask for bread. Thank you, Lord God, for aligning our, our life to your will, to your word, so that our lives would truly bring honor to you. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. 
and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Father, do not bring us to the test, but deliver us from evil. Amen.